0: Hi, I'm Josh Van Bergel. Welcome to the Activate Christchurch podcast. It's our privilege to share it with you. I hope you enjoy it. And if you ever find yourself in Christchurch, pop in and say hello. We'd love to see you. Migalaum Bresciando Cusuco Sakaias Iviaro Manando Bores Jushawe Islefisicio Amalisando Comosch Revival has a smell. <laughs> It's like ozone it 's like when you take a battery and you put it on the end of your tongue <laughs> to test if it 's still lively and it leaves a, a taste in your mouth, and you feel the whack of it I walked around the uh, uh, this this company of believers this morning and um I looked out and I saw. I guess in science or in not even astrophysics, but it was like there's a smell, there's a there's, a, there's an atmosphere. The hair begins to stand up on your arms or on your head if you've got hair, and um, but everything becomes aware. Awareness is an amazing. Ability that we have because we're not often aware. We're aware of family troubles, we're aware of financial pressure, we're aware of COVID restrictions, we're, we're aware of it. We become aware of, of Jesus and aware of his presence. Everything changes. And what happens is, is that we begin to, to step into another realm. I'm turning 67 in a few weeks. Gave my heart to Jesus when I was 11. And I, from that time, I stepped into a realm uh, from a background of unbelief, in the things of the spirit. They were considered demonic. But I knew I'd stepped into a new realm, even as an 11-year-old. First person I ever heard speak in tongues was me. It was really odd. But it took them an hour and a half to shut me up. And I walked around this morning and then I said, Lord, what's going on? And he said, Look at them. In nature, it's like there's a storm coming. The atmosphere has shifted, the ozone's in the air, the spark is about to hit, and everything will light up. And right from the ground, and you can hardly see it, the electricity begins to lift off the grass. Scientists call them leader lines. They've caught them in micro photography, flash photography, high speed photography. They've only got the technique in a few years, a few years ago, to be able to capture this. And what begins to happen is we become lightning rods to the glory of God. When Mary discovered that she was pregnant, she wrote a I don't know whether she wrote it, she sang it, she said it, it's called The Magnificent, it's an amazing psalm, part of it has just just about become one of my life verses, she said he fills the hungry with good things, but (laughs) but the rich he sends away empty, and I have spent my entire life with rich Christians who have said I've, I've got enough. I'm so blessed. As A.W. Tozer once said, he said 90% of Christians will come into the presence of God when they pass from one, from this dimension to the next. And they'll come into his presence because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And they'll discover that they could have accessed the riches of the immeasurable riches of God. And they'll realize at that moment they came as paupers into this amazing presence. And God will still receive them. And they'll come into all of that. But Paul wrote this. It's in um, Colossians 1, 27. And in the New Living Translation, the NLT version, it says, this is the secret of Christianity. It's the, it's, this is the secret. I mean, the New Ages have written a book and done the video and the film. Christians turned out and watched it as well because <laughs> they wanted to know the secret. And Paul wrote about it. This is the nutshell of Christianity. He said, this is the secret. Look at it when you go home. Colossians one twenty seven. This is the secret. Christ is within you. He's within Roe. He's within Jared. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is being carried around in every believer. In you. Christ in you. And it's like as we begin to worship, we 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 begin to lift up our, our, our arms, we begin to begin to reach something that is just so unreachable. Just strain and because we want we're so hungry. He fills the hungry with good things, but the rich he sends away empty. I'm sixty-seven and I'm starving. (laughs) Because the more you eat of him, the more you eat his body and drink his blood, if you want to do it in those terms. The more that I partake in the presence of God, the more hungry I become, the more the more aware I am of his presence. Because It's not in the natural. The more I eat, I, I had a good feed yesterday. My goodness, I, these guys treated me like uh, I couldn't eat. I haven't eaten since that tea last night we had, it was great. I and I still feel kind of, but I'm getting to the point where I'm, oh, I'm getting a bit hungry now, you know, like getting a bit hungry. <laughs> and so, when we eat physically, we we we. We're sedated, we don't want to have any more, but the more we eat of God, the more hungry we become. Those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. And it says these leader lines begin to reach up, they begin to they begin to touch the, 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 the heavens, they begin to they're seeking something, they're seeking an answer. That the positive is seeking a negative, the the negative is seeking a positive. The, whatever you, way you want to do that, but there is there is a there is a groaning, if you like, in creation. There's, something has to something has to something has to spark. I'm I'm. I'm you know, I don't consider myself an expert in anything really, but I know an atmosphere when I. When I'm in it, I've traveled extensively. I've been in real revivals, not named revivals. I'm great friends with many revivalists around the world as wonderful people. And I walked in here this morning and go, this is about to explode. (laughs) You're about to explode. So we're just a little church. It doesn't matter. Bethlehem was a little place. New Zealand is a little place. But there is a wave of his presence coming into this nation. And as those leader lines begin to reach up, there is an answering search in the heavens. And suddenly they touch. Like that famous painting of, <laughs> in the Sistine Chapel of God reaching down with his big finger. It actually looks more like Zeus than God, I think. But anyway, anybody with a father like that would be afraid to touch him, I think. That was a joke. Laugh later. And um, But there is something of God reaching down into this place right now. And as that leader line coming up from us, as that, as that searching heart, that hungry heart, that awareness begins to reach out, God touches us. And there's an explosion of light. There's an explosion of lightning. The kids run into their parents' bedrooms. Dogs flee. <laughs> Cats run up the curtain. Whatever reaction that we have, and I'm telling you, this church is full of lightning rods. Full of lightning rods. I looked around this morning. I walked around. And I could see not just because people have their hands up. You could be sitting down. There's lightning rods. <sighs> In the Hebridean Islands in 1949, Peggy and Christine Smith, they're 83 and 86, they live in a crofter's cottage, an old stone cottage, in the island of Bravos. And they've been praying because they knew there was a storm coming. And they became the, the leader lines. They became the lightning rods. They became the, they became the people who began to s- search out. Leonard Ravenhill said he met them once. He said they were as ugly as crocodiles. You couldn't, you couldn't write that these days, but, you know, that he, he did. And, um, and, uh, but he said, he said when they asked him to pray, he said, would you pray, brother? And when he was having tea and scones with them, these old women in this old windswept place, they, they, they prayed. And, um, well, he prayed just a pastoral prayer over these two old ducks who were praying for revival, bless their hearts, which in the south of the U.S. means you're an idiot. <laughs> and, and, and when they'd finished, they, they, they said, Brother Ravenhill, can we pray for you? And he said, I'd, I'd, would, I'd be honored if you'd pray for me. And they did, and he said, it was like God tore the top of my head off and poured in holy oil. And he suddenly realized that these were the people, these oddities that have been in the church for years who have sought the presence of God, who have prayed for you and prayed for me. Someone prayed for you to be in a place like this that's electric, that that smells of ozone. It's ready to pop. Because that world needs a power that they do not have. And they don't need the showman. The day of the one man band has gone. And the day of the one man has arrived. And his name is Jesus. And he wants to run the show. And when the Holy Spirit comes, he just begins to take over. And the Father's quite happy about all of that. And we respond because we have Christ in us the hope of glory. As my friend says, the only hope of God getting any glory out of us is Christ in us. This is the secret. Christ is in us. Just put your hand on your on your own stomach, thank you. And um, <laughs> we'll use some of you might have to use two hands. I don't know, but just just put your hand on your tummy. It's out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. Just close your eyes for a moment. Just, just work with me here. Just close your eyes. Ah. Just quietly begin to speak in your heavenly language. Ah. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. In Ezekiel's vision, the, um, the river flowed. It's like God begins to invite us deeper and deeper as he invited Ezekiel. And he walked out and both into his ankles. There was a, there was a lapping around his ankles. He invited him out further and, 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 and it was up to his knees and, and then up to his waist And then he had waters enough to swim in or drown in. But it came from his throne. This is the secret. Christ is within us. The hope of glory. Christ is within us. We put our hands on our belly and understand, you know, and it may not be physiologically, you know, kind of located, but we go out of the depth of our very being. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. He is in us. Jesus said to his disciples as he breathed the Holy Spirit on them that I will not only be with you, I will be in you. And Father, over every person in this place, every revivalist, every leader line, every hungry heart, Father I speak a release of your presence fresh presence fresh presence yesterday's mana will not do back in the Hebrides these two old ladies prayed and and, um, they prayed and they called their local minister and they had a prayer meeting and at the, at the right time, they called the local ministry. He, he, he brought some men and they met in a barn and they began to pray at four in the morning. It was like the roof, not only the top of their heads, but the roof was lifted off the barn. And God poured in answering their prayer after many, many years. At that point, people began to wake up with a conviction of God on their lives in that island at four in the morning. There were so many gathered around the police station, guilty, but not knowing why they were guilty. In the early hour of dawn, they gathered to the police, knocking on the door. There was a crowd. The policeman rang the minister, got hold of him. You've got to remember this is in a Presbyterian context, not a Pentecostal context. He said, as they went from his home to the police station, where uh, such a large crowd now had gathered, I understand it was up to about 100 people in a small village. All along the roadside, there were people in ditches who didn't make it to the police station, crying out for forgiveness, crying out for God to have mercy on them. And when they got to the police station, he stood on the steps of the police station. He looked out upon this crowd, many of them holding their hands out, wanting to have handcuffs put on them, recognizing that they are under a conviction that only God can bring, no preacher can bring that. Only God. And so he, he preached the gospel to them. All of them got saved. The kids got saved. In the middle of a dance, a week later, the um, local kids had gotten in, in, into a dance. It was just a dance. Just a dance. In the middle of it, God's power swept through the room. And they ran out as if someone had let a pack of wild dogs in there. They all ran straight out of windows, out of doors. They ran home. They ran to shelter as God pursued them and touched their lives. Peggy and Christine's niece, um, she was 16, I think, 16. And they led her to Christ. And then she went out and preached in pubs and cleared out the pubs. A couple of the pubs shut down, um, all that kind of stuff. That was, that's That's revival it's when the atmosphere gets gets so charged with the presence of god it's not it's not with what we do it's what he has done and when he moves in we have to move out and that young lady a few years later, three or four years later, found her, her way to New York, incidentally. I was in the States earlier this year and told the people I was there about this. And, and she married a nice man who saw her. He was very wealthy. Saw this young girl from Scotland and um, asked her out, dated her, fell in love with her, spoiled her rotten, married her, and she became Mrs. Trump. She's Donald Trump's mother, born in revival. And so whatever we think about world politics today, I always look when Donald Trump takes a Bible out, and may not believe all of it. But that's not my judgment call. What I do know was his mother was saved, and he has her Bible and honors that at least. A lot of Americans I met didn't know that story. That's why he goes back and buys golf clubs in Scotland. (laughs) That's why he goes back to the Hebridean Islands. There's photographs of him standing outside that cottage. God can change the world in a moment of time. Change me in a moment of time. And as we worship, step into another dimension. You are the lightning rods. I saw you. As a flag bearer, Union Jack, actually. I, I, I thought of you when I pulled out my my, my iPad and, and um, I was going to actually preach this morning, um, and um, there was I was actually going to use the Bible as well. It's a joke, and um, but you're a flag bearer. You, I just felt the Lord just say that, you know, in the, in the midst of the move of God, that you were going to uh, stand taller than you do in the natural. And uh, you were going to carry a standard. And I saw it initially as, you know, you're proud of your country and all of those kind of things. It's that kind of, But there's a, I saw it change in a moment of time, became a flag bearer of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I believe that there's something on your life and in your life that will begin to part waves, that will begin to, that, that will begin to carve paths that others can walk on. And I want you to understand that in these, even in these next few weeks and months, that there's a transformation that's coming, a visitation that's coming to you. And it's going to change a whole bunch of stuff in your life for the good. And you're, I want you, in times even in private, just to lift your hands and become that leader line searching for that spark. Because he is ready to bring a storm on your life, not a bad one. if Jesus can sleep through a storm, you're going to be okay. Simon, I only met you briefly, loved your haircut, and um, I, I just felt the Lord just to remind you this morning that you are one who hears. Your name means that, actually. The Lord just spoke to me, and he just said, tell him, To listen up, I've got some things I want to tell them and you may need to shut up while you listen up. I should have said that to you in private, but I think if it's accurate, people will laugh. Thank you, Jesus. Are there any questions? When I do this in prisons, there's lots of questions, and no filters. So, <laughs> no questions. Wow. Okay, That's good. I've been in seasons like this, but each time they've petered out. How do you? How do you? How do you partner with what God's doing? to keep going deeper so that it grows into something that's outside of your control? Every revival that has ever been has always finished when man's got his hands on it. Every move of God that has been thwarted in any way, it's because we want to organize it. And it is isn't in the unknowing um, and it is the uncertain that we find God. We have to learn to fall upwards. When I first spoke in tongues, I'd I'd never had that experience before. I'd never been in a Pentecostal meeting. I'd never heard someone speak in tongues. I could say super, super fellow, super fellow, whatever that was. Mary Poppins, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I actually learned to say it backwards: Docious elixpistic fragi cali rufus. Kids do weird things, but I've never spoken in other tongues before. I've heard people speak. I speak in tongues, and they go bub 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 That's an outboard motor. It's not a language. We have to get past kindergarten. Tongues is a language. It doesn't come out of our brain comes out of our spirit, our renewed man. And so I speak in tongues a lot. A lot. I speak in tongues more than any of you. (laughs) And Paul goes, I speak in tongues more than you. (laughs) We're allowed to outdo each other in those kind of things. I think speak in tongues. I think stay hungry. Stay around people who are hungry. Um, Learn to hear the voice of God. Read everything you can get your hands on, particularly in revival history. Learn from others' failures. But don't ever lose your hunger. I don't think you will, actually. Ask asked the Holy Spirit, and he said, no, he's okay, because he's got a good wife. You are such a great couple. Oh, my goodness. Just hold Rose's hand for a minute. Oh, Lord Jesus, what a remarkable couple. Thank you, Father. Amen. Right. I oh, mean, I don't want to go home. I want to, I want to build this forever, but unfortunately we can. tell you what we can do. Have you, got, have you got five minutes? You saw how quick I pray for people without words. Did you see that? You like that? All right. So what we're going to do is if you want prayer, I'd love to lay hands on you. I've had so many wonderful people lay hands on me, I, but the, the most important hand I've ever had laid on me is the Lord's. And I I, I just want to, I saw myself, I just about jumped up a couple of times and you beat me to it. (laughs) And I just felt that I just wanted to impart, literally lay hands on people this morning. And I can do that just where you're sitting if you want. um, But if you'd you'd like that, or you could sort of wander past here, that might be a bit more, you know, kind of effort. But come on, we can do a bit of effort, surely we do that. And so maybe if we start from um, from over here to my left, your right. And, um, and uh, I, I, all I'm going to do is just as you walk past and um, I'm going to pray for you. And maybe if, if um, one, two, three, four of you guys.